This is the Microsoft Libraries and Museums podcast, a show dedicated to exploring digital transformation with organizations from around the world. I'm Emily Kotecki. In season three, we are talking about how museums and libraries are leveraging mixed reality to inspire awe and wonder, magic and creativity in visitors. Today, we are joined by Ryan Gaspar, Director of Strategic Partnerships at Microsoft. Ryan, thank you for being here. Emily, thanks for having me. Um, as Director of Strategic Partnerships, you help museums think about their brand, not necessarily their identity and fonts or color palettes, but how visitors perceive them. Why is it important for museums to think about that visitor perception? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, brand and nothing that I invented is the sum of all experiences, thoughts, feelings, reactions that somebody has in response to a brand and organization. And brand experience isn't specific to a single channel or touch point or media. And I think for museums, every touch point across that visitor journey spectrum, wherever they're interacting with your brand, your content, your collection is core to the perceptions that are gonna drive those long-term connections and brand relevance metrics. And I'd say that one quote that has stuck with me over the years is from Sri Srinivasan, who at the time was the chief digital officer at the Met. And he was speaking to a group of museum professionals and he mentioned, we're not competing with ourselves, we're competing with life in the 21st century. And for me, that statement continues to resonate and it seems to at large ring more and more true these days, especially in what we all consider an experience economy, and especially with younger generations who continue to raise the bar for what is relevant and innovative to them. So to answer your question, I think the importance of brand is really about those lasting connections and you can connect that through to brand relevance and loyalty and ultimately revenue at the end of the day. How does the popularity and or emergence or trend, I wasn't sure which word to use, of mixed reality support how museums brand themselves in terms of that consumer or that experience economy? Absolutely. And I think it's probably best and always helpful, at least for me as well, to ground the conversation in defining and demystifying a bit the term mixed reality, because it's a bit loaded, carries a bit of sci-fi bias and subjectivity, depending on what you know or what you think. Um, and reading the def definition of mixed reality, it is a blending of the physical and digital worlds in which users can interact with both real world and digital objects while maintaining their presence in the physical world. All that said is, it's important to understand that mixed reality isn't just a single piece of hardware or form factor, but instead it's a broad spectrum that includes a wide range of possibilities from augmented reality, um, virtual reality, everything in between a number of devices from mobile to wearable headsets. So for museums, mixed reality then just becomes another tool for them to bring their stories and their collections to life and truly enhancing the visitor experience both on site and through digital means that maybe otherwise weren't able to be covered through their, their brick and mortar museum. I was just gonna say, it's worth emphasizing the word enhance. 
in that visitor journey narrative, because I think oftentimes anything tech related can feel like a potential distraction and or at worst gimmicky. Um, And that's not what we or the industry is after. And I think there's some great examples of showcasing how um, educational content interpretation can be enhanced through mixed reality. And I think when applied with the same planning and approach as the existing analog and tangible tool set, the digital platforms can serve as an enrichment to the visitor experience and help create these more emotional connections to the museum's content and ultimately, and long-term, their brand. So how do you think about communicating this in a way to visitors that makes it really appealing and not gimmicky? Absolutely. And I think there is more art than science to that, for sure. I I do think it's not an either or statement of Mm -hmm. it's not just don't just show a device that's not going to communicate the appropriate story. Don't just show the artwork or the sculpture or the artifact. It really is the the blending visually of somebody wearing it. Let's say it is a, a mixed reality experience, really showing that in situ what people are going to experience both with physical and digital objects being brought to life. Because if you can strike the right balance of that, that really pays off what the promise of mixed reality is. To be able to see the Enterprise Space Shuttle at Intrepid Sea Air and Space Museum, for instance, and then have a holographic Dr. Mae Jemison give you the tour, bringing to life certain aspects of that physical space shuttle in front of you, If you can get those visuals right and entice people to go to the experience, those are the types of scenarios that we look to obviously align with our partners on to make sure that we're not losing any of the educational aspect, but we are letting people know that there is some innovation when it comes to the storytelling, because the technology for most is still very new. The curve of adoption for at-home VR is increasing, but still, you know, mobile devices are obviously much more prevalent. So when you start to get into especially the head mounted displays and, and things like HoloLens, you want to show them what they're going to be able to see and engage with when they get to the exhibition. So, and it's a, it's a delicate balance to make sure that you're not overselling the experience, but you're also painting an accurate enough picture and enticing. So you're creating a lot of energy and awareness and excitement for the throughput for the experience. How do you feel like museums are perhaps uniquely suited for this mix of digital and physical? Absolutely. I think they have, they are, they house some of the world's, if not the world's most historical, interesting um, artifacts. At the end of the day, museums create that bridge to humanity. So the more we attend museums and learn about their collections and the stories, the more that we can learn about ourselves and each other. And I think that is paramount to every museum's mission. And I think then it becomes incumbent upon the museum to make sure that we're connecting those collections and stories and objects and artifacts to every generation. And I think mixed reality, again, is just another tool in a long list of of tool set, if you will, that they can use to achieve the connections that can be made to different audiences. So can we go into one of those examples of museums that you're working with and kind of demonstrating how 
you're working with museums and how that enhances that visitor experience? Absolutely. Uh, how much time do we have? <laughs> so, so many good partners and projects. I'd say most recently in top of mind is one that we actually just launched with Smithsonian's National Museum of Natural History called Critical Distance, which blends both projection and holograms using our HoloLens 2 headsets to educate visitors on Southern resident orcas, provides them more context around the importance that they have to the Pacific Northwest and its native peoples. And it also highlights and brings to life the science of echolocation. Could you describe more the experience that people have at the Natural History Museum? Like what are they walking into? Where is that mixed reality layered onto their experience? So critical distance is actually, so the, the mixed reality portion is a part of a larger exhibition that we collectively worked on with Smithsonian and brought, brought to them. And at the end of the day, it, it, visitors to critical distance are actually going to be onboarded with a lot of information and background on the Salish Sea, where the orcas live, where they come from, um, and really what they mean to the native people. Um, and as they take that journey and they're learning more about the orcas, then they are presented with a HoloLens experience. And the HoloLens experience itself, four people at once right now can enter a projection mapped ring, if you will. And within that experience, that 10 minute experience, they actually get fully immersed through projection maps and holograms into the Southern resident orcapod. And the story itself is told specifically through one of the, the orcas named Kiki, but the visuals that come to life go into the echolocation. And obviously we as humans can't see what echo or feel what echolocation is. So through the use of mixed reality, we actually help visualize what echolocation quote unquote, looks like to the orcas. And obviously they use this for everything from connecting with family to navigating to hunting. And it is a critical aspect of their day-to-day -day life and survival. And then the story continues to show how a lot of the noise within the ocean, uh, as well as just the Salish Sea through shipping and um, human interaction starts to affect their environment. And really it just creates a new sense of awareness for visitors mm -hmm. at the museum that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to, to visualize or viscerally engage with. And I think that's the, the beauty of mixed reality. That's, it's a part of the story that has been able to been brought to life in a very beautiful and poetic way. Uh, you're obviously immersed with the orcas. Um, so there is this emotional connection that you have by the time you leave, I think visitors, and we've already heard from folks that have, have walked through the experience that they do have a more emotional connection to, and really understanding of the orcas. And at the end of the experience, we do have obviously calls to action for people to be engaged, figure out what they can do, as well as learn more about what's being done by obviously Microsoft, Smithsonian, and a number of other partners to help preserve the species. Do you feel like that what mixed reality does is leveraging that sense, like those, those heightened sensory experiences in which to then create that 
awe and wonder. Is that a piece of the, I guess, mixed reality recipe to do that? There is a new ability to engage more senses of your audience through mixed reality. You can bring, bring to life uh, aspects of the collection that otherwise wouldn't have been able to be brought to life. You can create volumetric captures and um, create virtual hosts um, and, and really bring people more immersively into worlds and experiences and transport them um, almost like a time machine. Uh, and we've, we've done a few mixed reality experiences that also take people back in time um, and help them see what life was like. So the connection points are only strengthened when you can tap into a visitor's emotional uh, resonance there. And it turns sometimes what are passive experiences into more immersive and active experiences. And those memories uh, obviously are proven to stay with us as humans much longer and create those stronger connections, again, to accrue the relevance and innovation for museum as a brand. One of my final questions is, or my final question is, um, what advice do you have for museums stepping into this mixed reality world that you wish maybe all museums would consider when they begin? My best advice is come in with an open mind. Um, and try to leave bias at the door. Take a look at what's out there. Um, there's a lot that's been done, um, some that's been amazing, some that has maybe fallen flat. The other great thing, uh, and I've been within the museum world for long enough to know that it is a very endemic community that is open to picking up a conversation if you have a question. So if you see something out there, want to get any of the learnings of what worked, what didn't, what they would have done differently. I know that us included, as well as every partner that we've worked with, is always open to talking about, again, what works, what doesn't, what they would have done different, all the key learnings, and making sure that all museums are benefiting from the learnings to date so that we can continue to provide and deliver new um, and exciting experiences using mixed reality. And again, I would take a look across the full spectrum. Don't feel like you have to go all in on a HoloLens exhibition, mobile AR, or just bringing certain artifacts to life. Maybe it's starting back of house before you bring it to front of house visitors, just to get a sense of what the technology is capable of, what you're comfortable with, and it'll start generating organic ideas across the teams. And then the last point is to make sure that it's not just something that is brought by the technology side of a museum house. We have the most luck when we work directly with the curators and the exhibition staff to make sure that they understand what these tools are capable of because it absolutely takes a village and it's not just tech for tech's sake. It really needs to be a part of the fabric of the planning cycle in order for visitors to get the most out of this as well. Well, thank you, uh, Ryan Gaspar from Microsoft, Director of Strategic Partnerships. I appreciate your time today. Absolutely. Thanks, Emily, for having me. I appreciate it. At the end of every episode, we hear from Catherine Devine, Global Business Strategy Leader for Libraries and Museums at Microsoft. Catherine, what piqued your interest in today's conversation? Thanks, Emily, and thank you, Ryan. Ryan's been a great partner with me in my time at Microsoft, and 
is a true lover of museums and culture, but has some amazing insights today about how mixed reality can really help that brand um, experience for a museum. Now, he and I look at things slightly differently. We have different roles, but, you know, that's an important aspect, I think, which is always coming back to why, what is the mission reason why you are pursuing a mixed reality project or any other kind of a digital project? But he also finished with some interesting um, comments that, that I really um, appreciate and totally agree with, which is that it cannot be technology for technology's sake. It has to be because it adds something to the experience, because it creates much more of an emotional connection. And we know that, that mixed reality, anything that involves more senses is going to bring more emotional connection. And that's a valid reason for the right stories, for the right experiences, for the right museums. To, to consider mixed reality. I think early on when we look at adopting technology, sometimes we're like, oh, we need mixed reality or we need virtual reality, um, but without necessarily knowing why, how it adds to the mission, how it adds to the experience, etc. It's, it's really great to see that we've matured over the years and that we're really talking about something that you know, really adds to the experience and that emotional connection and obviously everything around that. I'm really excited the next time I'm in, I'm in DC, which I'm not planning, but I hope to be at some point to see this critical distance um, exhibit. It sounds amazing and sounds like it really helps people understand the impact of humans on the environment. So thank you both again, and we look forward to the next episode. Thank you, Catherine, and thanks again to Ryan. The next episode of the Microsoft Libraries and Museums podcast will be released next Monday and can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Emily Kotecki. Thanks for listening.